the LeBron thing is actually pretty neat because he was born in essentially Cleveland yeah. in Akron, whatever Akron's, the fuck Akron's, that is. Akron's so shitty that you tell people you're from Cleveland. That's yeah. how shitty Akron is. <laughs> it was naked Taylor Swift. There was naked Donald Trump. He had like his wife naked next to Ray J. He obviously naked. jerked off on all of them. Oh, I, there's before and after. Did, I really, let's put it this way: you can't return him to the wax figure each <laughs> shop after what he did to them. His mom did some weird sexual shit to him or something like that. His mom that. died of plastic surgery, right? Uh, liposuction, yeah. Are you Compl- allowed to make fun of that? or? Oh, yeah. No, I do all the time. Okay. They suck the life right out of her. <laughs> just, uh... But was he hanging out with them when he was really little and he was like six inches tall? Or was, was this never... when he was an adult that no. just looked like a little kid? No, he went from like, his growth spurt was from like two feet to two one. I don't know. It's just hard <laughs> to tell. It's like the sick kid at school. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. Like a kid at school gets cancer or something, and they all like decide they're going to give him everything he wants. You be principal for the day. If you're a principal for the day, you're you're dying. Just your parents may not tell you that, <laughs> but if you're if you get to teach a class for a day, you have like a week left to live. I mean, it's nothing worse than going to donate sperm and being turned away. That's just like yeah, that really hurts your confidence. Like, can I just jerk off here anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. I see you have some magazines. My favorite study was they took guys that were bisexual. They identified as bisexual. And they put a little ring on their dick. It measures how engorged your dick gets with blood. Oh, yeah. I keep one on my attached to my Fitbit. <laughs> See how many boners I get per, many boners I get per day. <laughs> Why don't condoms come in multiple sizes? I don't understand this. Why is there not like a Magnum, a regular size, and like, uh, like Chinese? <laughs> I'll take going to the gym and, and drinking whiskey over whatever the fuck it is you're doing. That would be seen as, as mean, wouldn't it? Isn't that very self-serving for yourself since that happens to be your workout routine? Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey <laughs> and, and 20 minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> and then it. there's always the one weird detail that comes out while she's running. Like, he cheated <laughs> on me and he has a tattoo on his balls yes. or something. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Fucking Greg has a tattoo <laughs> on his balls? Holy shit. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Durgan. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Now was concerned this week when he received what appeared to be a pipe bomb in the mail. Upon further inspection, it was merely a pegging dildo with a phone number and a note that read, Unlike the mail pipe bombs, Matt, this package is definitely going to explode. <laughs> I don't get West Hollywood puns, but I assume, I assume you get that one. You could have fit a 20-inch dildo in a, into a you know, stuffed it into a letter-sized envelope and it would have looked less suspicious than the one that <laughs> CNN plastered all they over. opened the- up. Did you see the actual bomb itself? It looked like something we made in, like, second grade when we took all, all the firecracker gunpowder and tried to make a bigger bomb out of it. Yeah. It, have you seen actually the actual, the explosive? Uh, it looked like a... Like I a, don't know what I was looking at in the photo. It looked like a, t- like a tampon container with like some rope out. I mean, it was like the most amateurish, like it was like something, I like that people always say like, you can go on the internet, you can go on the internet and learn how to build a bomb. But whenever they actually show the, the bombs that these people are making, they're always really, really amateurish. Yeah. Like it was stuff we were literally were doing like in grade school when we could get our hands on like cherry bombs and stuff. And I just remember actually carving out the cherry bombs, taking all the gunpowder out of them and putting them into like some kind of cylindrical tube to try and blow up giant fruit. It's just that's yeah. basically what these what these were with really bad uh, middle envelope <laughs> middle envelopes and lots of stamps. Well, it probably is kind of a skill. I mean, anything tactile. Like if you asked me to like fix a garbage disposal, yeah, I would intellectually understand how to do it, but my hands would not cooperate. So I I, I could spend ten hours doing it and it and it wouldn't work. Um, <coughs> point being, I mean, like the Unabomber, that guy was like a genius. You know, like he really. Had his bomb game down. Yeah, you got it. There's a reason why like ISIS fly or uh, the Taliban fly around their bombers. 
They'll like bring him in like from four thousand miles away for when they have a terrorist plot. Yeah, the bomber. There's <laughs> a guy who knows like the bomber, or even like I was thinking about this when they cut up Khashoggi, like with the bone saw. Mm. They actually actually fly a guy in who does the bone saw. Like in the movies, you always see the guy they kill, like the mafia kill someone. They bring out the saws. Yeah, it's probably actually really hard to do. To cut up a body? I feel like that I could do. I mean, really? I, not without like vomiting well, there's that. and having a panic attack. But. but without like blood squirting 30 feet in the air or like knowing how to do the parts and like how yeah. to, where to hit the bone. I mean, I, I cut up chickens and uh, I've been cutting up chickens for pretty <laughs> old. I always buy whole chickens at the store and I cut them up. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people who have never done it before and they just don't know how to cut up a chicken. So I think it's actually a skill that when you actually bone saw enough human beings, you actually learn it better, <laughs> learn how to do it better than other people. I would imagine so. How, how is it? Because um, I'm not I'm not jumping on a conspiracy here or anything, especially in in these times where, you know, you kind of look like an asshole if you're wrong about a a conspiracy regarding a serious topic. But uh, how? So the only photo I've seen of the bomb was CNN's photo that they happily plastered all over their website. There was a De Niro, De Niro, De Niro, you know, De Niro received the bomb today. Yeah, I saw that. And it looked they're all the same. The bombs are all the same. It looks like someone made like 15 of them. Yeah, and mailed them at the same time, and yeah, and none, of, none they, of them were, and none of them went off. None of them went off. Like, because De Niro is what the eighth most powerful person in the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you thinking? I don't know. Um, I think it's just someone who hated Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> just, but uh, how did they mail the bomb without it being postmarked? That would mean you'd have to drop it. Uh, oh, he could have dropped it off at the offices. It was dropped at his uh, film offices down in, in Manhattan. Oh, well, I was talking about the CNN. Is his not postmarked either? Either oh, way, I don't know. you'd I have don't to hand it in. And well, they put all the stamps on it. I bet the person like is the kind of person who would like, you count out exactly how many stamps they needed, like waited at the post office. But you know that Kaczyn- uh, I read about this, they were talking about Kaczynski. He actually uh, hand-delivered some of his bombs mm-hmm. because he didn't want to have a pattern. He was trying to avoid a pattern of mailing the bombs so as not to get caught. He was actually a smart dude. Right. So he would actually drive a long distance and hand-deliver some of the bombs. Just to throw off the FBI, just to throw off the FBI in terms of his patterns, but this does not look like a Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> this is not like a Ted. No, Kaczynski. I mean if the guy hand delivered it, we'll probably find out who he is. But I'm just saying, if you mail something at a post office, they run the that 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 um yes barcode looking thing across the stamps. So you can't use the stamps. So anymore. I think I think that people did receive bombs, and I think CNN made up their bomb. Oh, you think so? Yeah. It's funny, you, think, you think Cuomo <laughs> was like making a bomb? Yeah, I think they wanted to be in on the party. It's a it's a huge story. Well, they uh, uh, yesterday they also evacuated the LA Times evacuated their offices because uh, they found a Manila envelope, but it turned out it was just a, a letter. Someone mailed <laughs> it's like completely unrelated. So people are jumping, and then now there's stories now today like what the post office sent out letters like telling people how to handle packages that arrive at their house, like as if. We're all receiving pipe. <laughs> We're all receiving pipe bombs in the mail. It's fucking r- retarded. <laughs> I, really, they should have got the De Niro before like uh, Little Fockers. So <laughs> like it's too, it's kind of too late now. There's gonna be some guy. It's gonna be some unemployed guy living in a basement somewhere with like a me- you know some sort of popular mechanics magazine who's got to like watch his Sean Hannity. He's got a beef and like he's just mailing shit. He's got to roll stamps yeah. in middle envelopes. Like how is it? How is it? You can mail fifteen bombs or twelve bombs, and none of them actually go. None of them actually detonate. Yeah, it's gonna be something stupid. Like, yeah, we noticed all his light sockets were missing. <laughs> yes. You know, like it's, it's yeah. I, I, I gave this guy like a week at, at best. Yeah, probably not. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Lena Lena Dunham's live broadcast of her left ovary resection. When a buddy tells you there's a live stream of a chick showing off her reproductive organs, don't click. And by the way, he's not your buddy anymore. Lena Dunham's left ovary resection. It's the antonym of porn. 
Uh, you know, she's showing all her medical procedures. <laughs> she's showing all her medical procedures. No, I wasn't aware of this. Uh, I have, by the way, a, a, a theory that, uh, well, celebrities for one, celebrity females, of course, have more, more female reproductive issues than anybody else. <laughs> but also unattractive women have a lot of female reproductive issues. I think well, it is something to be said for bad genes. I think it's bad genes and also being probably overweight and other shit she does. Yeah. Uh, but she had her left. So Matt, she, her, she's slowly having her sexual reproductive organs removed. Uh, not like Angelina Jolie, who did it for a, a pre, precog uh, cancer, future cancer. But she has some illness that seems to, for some reason, only be attracted to her sexual, or her sexual organs. Hmm. And so they're slowly being removed one organ, one organ at a time. <laughs> just, and she's live. So she's sharing. She's live to help women out. She's live streaming and sharing videos of all her, <laughs> of all her procedures. I'm, I'm thinking you didn't watch. If I was like... If if it was Thanksgiving or if like a football Sunday and someone was like, I'm bringing a friend and it and sh- and they showed up with Lena Dunham, I'd be like, no, no. like get her <laughs> the fuck out of my house. Like, I'm sorry if I'm being rude. I'm sorry if we're not friends anymore. Like it's she just seems like such a dour, awful, entitled, self-absorbed, um, <coughs> narcissistic, uh, you know status quo uh, like an opportunist as well um like what's in the news right now okay all of a sudden i have how many diseases can you have i don't know she's got without dying and they all have to be female diseases too they all have to be female only like she's what are the odds that a feminine like a hardcore outspoken feminist celebrity feminist would only get diseases that attract that attack only female or <laughs> attack only female organs. Yeah. Like, how can we not hear about her bad back or a kink in her knee or something like that? It's always like something to do with her ovaries or uterus or her vagina. I think a lot of it's fucking bogus, man. I mean, like, who's the guy? Uh, Harry Giles. One of the guys from uh, uh, what's the boy band? One, One Direction. Direction. Harry Styles. Yeah, he had a fake baby. Did he? Yeah, like the the. Uh, his wife's baby his baby mom's assistant had a baby and they like paraded the baby around and people found all these continuity issues like i was on a set not long ago and they had a very convincing hospital room i mean every soap opera has a convincing hospital room Uh, are you telling me you couldn't mock up a photo of you laying in a hospital bed oh you mean for her ovary yeah i'm saying i'm not even sure it's true well, I I, uh, I think she actually would take her ovary out even if she didn't need to come out just for publicity. Right. But the big issue for her after she had the ovary r- removed was, was she going to pan fry it or deep fry it? Because <laughs> <was like> <laughs> you, know, you know she ate it. I mean, it was, a, it was literally a woman who said that she's jealous of women who had abortions because she'll never be able to experience an, abor- experience an abortion. Like, who fucking, s- who says that? Like, if you're radically pro-choice, who is so like tone deaf as to a normal life experience that they would actually say that they would actually say something like that to I assume most women who get abortions who are very unhappy with the whole the whole having to go through the experience. Yeah, and and being like obsessed with the notion of sexual predators and then it, admitting that you molested your <laughs> was it her sister? <laughs> She's pretty great. Something. She got a new TV show on HBO again, by the way. Great. Camping. I don't think you've seen camping. <laughs> Jeez. Way to go, HBO. Lose, lose a shitload of money on that show oh, they, it's, and pretend it, that you're fucking uber progressive. Well, here's what they do. So I, I realize what these some of these networks do is they will hire these feminists like like someone like her, because they're all in New York, right? They're all in a small circle on the west side of New York. Yeah. And so they go like, oh, she's avant-garde. She's our female feminist representation. And so they'll just give her, after girls, which was Judd Apatow giving her a job, they'll just give her another job. 
just to like have I, I can't understand that New York social bubble but I imagine they were like applauded when they gave her another show which is so foreign to every single other zip code in the country <laughs> <laughs> going like I mean I, I you never see an article on Lena Dunn or comments where there's anything positive about her from anyone ever right. like it's just it, not, even women just don't like nobody likes her Outside of like t- three zip codes in the entire country, and you'd rarely see an honest review of girls. I mean, no. I I watched an episode of it just to see what it was, and I made it halfway through. If that, it was it was boring. It, it was rich white people complaining about their yes. minutia. Um, I wish is what her new show camping is. They go camp- rich white people go camping and complain about life. <laughs> just like I don't. Who does that appeal? Who does that appeal to? I don't. Uh, same with girls. Who does that appeal to? It's just it was like a show to tell. If you lived in Manhattan and you worked out at Soul Cycle and, and and drank juice, you talked to girls, feminist girls, and that was like your bona fides, I guess. But it had a very small, it had a very small niche, very small niche audience. I don't, I don't get it. Fucking gender inequality. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash Last Man on Earth. Thanks to all new patrons. I'm trying to get MBS. Uh, the uh, royal family of Saudi Arabia to become patrons of the show. So I'm willing. That I'm, guy could fuck any chick at One Oak. Uh, if we had uh, MBS money? No, just MBS could fuck any chick at Oh, one yeah, Oak. for sure. Oh, my God, for sure. Because uh, they're it, stupid. And, and by the way, did you re- have you started reading? I've been re- I'm obsessed now with reading like where, who Saudi Arabia has paid. Uh, not just individuals, lobbyists, uh, political people, but like actually media outlets mm-hmm. to give them positive coverage, including I just read about Vice. Like is receive was receiving money had a big campaign PR campaign from Saudi Arabia to promote them popularly in their story coverage, like vice. Like it's a yeah. Saudi, the the alliance with Saudi Arabia is something no one wants to talk about. I'm, I mean, I'm sure fucking Beyonce's performed for MBS and you know, oh yeah that, yeah that type of thing. But I'm talking about like news outlets that would like would like laugh would you like a laugh if you like mentioned that they were like pro saudi arabia well when do you ever see a story on on like our arms deal with saudi arabia and how how we arm them and i don't know a connection between the the bin laden family and the bush family or or the house of Saud and like when when do you ever hear that mentioned on mainstream media? even khashoggi was actually jamal khashoggi was actually in that circle which is kind of weird i mean he was he was like became an enemy of the sun but he was in that royal family circle for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was doing all sorts of shady shit and doing passing his money around and stuff like that. I think the Washington Post hired him not to be anti-royal family, but as a sort of constituent of the royal family. Like an insider? Yeah, an insider. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, anyhow, uh, uh, MBS, uh, patreon.com, last minute earth. <laughs> MBS, we need, we need more. We it's need hard more. for me to feel sorry for the the kid of an arms dealer. I <laughs> Even though you seem like a legitimate journalist and no one deserves to be totally dismembered, but I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. The more I read about him, the less. I mean, it wasn't like he deserved to be dismembered, but like he was a p- kind of a player. He was about to marry this much younger woman. He was getting around. He was like kind of, he was friends, like best friends with the head of Saudi intelligence. Um, he used to pal around with bin Laden, actually. Yeah, and I'm day. sure he never uh, returned any of the money. No. <laughs> while, no, while writing his biting, scathing articles. No, in terms of jur- in terms of journalists who've been murdered, I don't know that he was actually the the one you build a statue. He's the one you build a statue to, and he only worked in the Washington Post for a year, by the way. Uh, uh, there is that. I don't know if you saw the story about the Bulgarian uh, Bulgarian uh, reporter like a month ago. She was covering corruption, like in these EU deals, mm. and she was found like by the river, like brutally raped and murdered. Oh wow! Yeah. 
And the, it got coverage for about an hour. Well, Putin does this all the time. Oh, yeah. They get killed all the time. But, I mean, in, in actual EU, like, journalists. Yeah. There's been a few of them recently. pretty frightening. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash last minute. Thanks to all your patrons. Get on this shit now before it disappears. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Minute Podcast or on Facebook. Also at Last Minute Podcast. All right. On to the show. Matt, you, you like Sarah Silverman, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I like her too, actually. She's actually a talented female, com- talented female comedian uh, and reasonably att- and, and not obese, which gives her mul- multiple points. I think she uh, comes up with creative and uh, very counterculture type things. But of course, uh, I've fallen off on her recently because like everybody else after 2016 or maybe before, the strident female activist stuff just became too much if you follow her on social media or everything like that everything is about fucking women women empowerment I didn't women. see too much of it i mean i know she usually chimes in like it seems like she chimes in with stuff and people cover it. people people gravitate to it like if she says something on twitter it seems like I'll, I'll hear that on like on like cnn or something well i think since since like since me too for since the me too for sure like a year ago everyone's been forced to choose sides the women have had to choose sides. Like you're either you're in or you're out. Mm. Like you can't be. You had to be completely anti-male, or you were you were out. I mean that was just a position. It was a very strident position. There was no measured. There's no person who took the middle ground, who has succeeded <laughs> in taking the middle ground. The rational, like, well, let's wait till all the evidence is in, or you know, not all guys are bad, or this is an outlier case, or maybe the girl kind of contributed to this by going up to his hotel room at two in the morning to discuss a movie deal. <laughs> There was no one like who was able to get away with that sort of rational, real world. Is that, is that what she's doing? Or no, I don't think she's doing, doing that. that. What I'm saying, she is. I think because I, I feel like that's who she sort of is. I, I think feel like she's kind of built like a dude. Yes, in turn, mentally, you know, emotionally. <coughs> she, and, uh, she's very honest, overly honest. But I think she even she was forced into that sort of like position where you had to be stridently, me too. You had to be stridently for females. Uh, or you're against or you're against women. I think every woman had to be put in that position. There's always like the 80 year old lady now, like Dame Judy Dench, who will come out <laughs> and say we've gone too far. So like because they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. But if you're going to all the parties and you're all friends, then, you, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't be good friends with Seth Rogen and have him and not be tweeting as much as he is about women's rights. Right. So anyhow, so she came out. So Louis C.K. is making his, his comeback from masturbating in front of uh, two, two or three female comedians. And I, I keep forgetting their names because I've never heard of them before. Uh, Rebecca Corey, I think, was one of them. She's the only one I can remember. And the, to be clear, he had their permission in most of these cases, correct? Or I is it sort of gray? I think he did not. They did not say yes. I think he announced that he was going to do something <laughs> and then did it. And they didn't tell him to put his dick back in his pants. So. But it clearly is workplace. What you might refer to as workplace sexual harassment. When it's he wasn't, he wasn't their <laughs> boss. He wasn't their boss. He was not their boss. And that being a woman, it, it, I don't know if traumatizing is the right word. Yes. It sounds incredibly awkward and gross. It is no. I, I don't know that I'd stay up at night. Uh, you know drinking alone and reliving the moment i was thinking even if as a guy even as a guy if like a an attractive heavyset woman like in the green room uh, pulled her pants down and started masturbating herself that would be 
in the very least, very uncomfortable, if not kind of disgusting, right, for a guy. I mean, I know men love to see women whatever do anything sexual. But if, if like, you know, I mean, yeah, depending if, on the. But imagine if it was an attractive woman. Oh yeah, that's that would fine. be amazing. That would be amazing. But so that, that's I, the difference between men and women. Yeah. But it was not an attractive guy. But it, imagine like Margaret Cho is fucking tossing her salad like in the cream and just saying like, hey, watch if you want to, but shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get off here. You'd be like, eh, you know, that's just go. Maybe you should go in the other room. But Louis C.K. pulling his dick out is that can't possibly appeal to any woman. But now uh, Sarah Silverman this past week admitted that when she was a kid, which she means in her 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you say we were just kids, that's like you weren't you weren't playing doctor like in second grade, right. you know, showing your showing your private parts off. You're like living in New York, trying to make it in stand up, and you were like in your twenties. And I guess they shared an apartment. They were best. Fr- they were really good friends. And he would whip his dick out and masturbate, and she would like giggle at him while he did it. When is the first time you realized that white stuff comes out of a penis hole? Uh, at least she claims it was not a turn on. It was not a turn on for her, which seems. Seems probably like likely, but she indulged his his predilection for public masturbation, mm. and then she kind of like then she was for which is weird, which is a really weird, gross story about her, which made me feel very uncomfortable because <laughs> it's it's sort of like it's not like a, a friend of yours admitting they're a ch- like a child predator or they committed a rape, but it's kind of a friend of yours admitting they did some weird sexual shit that is kind of hard to exp- hard to explain. Yeah, like whoever she's dating probably has heard this and they're like yes well hmm. yes you, know, you let an ugly i don't know if it's worth ending the relationship <laughs> but um i think people always thought she was weird she's a she's a she's a kooky she's a kooky girl yeah but letting like a prematurely balding fat guy in your apartment like whip out his dick and, and ejaculate and then kind of like giggle at giggle at him about it it's a little odd when you're like 27 years old it made me jeal- jealous of the whole situation because <laughs> You got, you know, this hot <coughs> chick with big tits. I, I kind of had assumed it was kind of a club of people maybe yes. coming in and out and sure. debauchery, you know, drinking and pot and whatever. Red wine and weed. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, I've hung out with different groups of young people when I was young. Now, you know, most of them got got married and had kids and whatnot. So. But uh, your masturbation gang has gone away, Matt. Well, no, things were loose, you know, things were loose, but I just never, um, never had that type of uh, discretion, you know. I, I never had the opportunity to to ask, or maybe I did, and I didn't take advantage of it. It seems like the purview of uh, strictly the purview of a romantic or sexual relationship, yeah, like your girlfriend boyfriend relationship, and not just hanging out buddies, like I. I Specifically, I would never. We talked about the guy that we both had. I think roommates at one time who liked to be naked, who liked to walk around naked. Yeah, and we put the kibosh on that. Certainly, we would never let them masturbate in like in the in the living in the living room no. while we're watching the game. No. Uh, she's a weird person. I think she indulged him, and this is before they were fa- before he was famous. So it wasn't like she was like trying to 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 kiss up to him or some get advantage from him. They and if she was like laughing, like if she was like. Because I, I, I believe her when she's like, yeah, I want to see that. That's interesting. That's yeah. a story. Basically, that's a story, yeah. you know. And and so if she's like not into it, but kind of laughing at him, like I feel like he's getting off on this humiliation aspect of this whole thing. And so that probably really did it for him, especially like a chick that he's probably jerked off to a hundred times. <laughs> so, um, Well, it's, it, here's the thing, though. So she had to apologize to. So Rebecca Corey 
who was one of the ladies who, uh, you know, uh, went on record saying that he did it non-consensually in front of her, you know, before shows in the green room, and she felt threatened by it and trapped and disgusted uh, and offended, uh, had to, you know, said Sarah Silverman, this is, you know, it's great for you that you like this, whatever, but, you know, for us, it was non-consensual and, and you know, like a, a sexual assault in a way. And then, of course, Sarah Silverman had to apologize. First of all, why would she tell that story in the first place? Because she probably felt really guilty. Well, she was on Howard Stern, so she was trying to impress people first off. Mm-hmm. But also, she probably felt guilty that she had this, like, secret, which is that, like, Louis C.K. was kind of busted for this thing and that she used to indulge him in it consensually. And it kind of breaks from the ranks of, like, feminist Me Too kind of shit. That basically, you indulge the guy in the very thing he was using to harass women with. Yeah, and she n- now and then apparently wasn't taking it that seriously. Right. Because, you know, like, I wasn't there. I, I don't know how, again, how, how traumatized these women were. But, like, th- there is a part of me that wants to be like, okay, gross. You're a fucking loser. Yes. And, you know, that's kind of it, you know, like... I don't I, I just feel like her reaction, while maybe on the on the liberal side of things, uh, is more almost more appropriate than having it be so dire. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, she's also works. Oh, she's a blue comic. So <laughs> she works in sexual heavy sexual content into her in her own personal life. She talks about her stories, but also as part of her, her routine. Yeah. I mean, I saw her do a 15 minute routine on beating off uh, getting off to mr rogers <laughs> like masturbate to mr rogers Sounds so funny. she's clearly very open sexually you know in her, in her personal life and her professional life whereas other people might not be but i think this is the lesson i learned from this which is that like all these women and, and guys too are the, the beta male supporting these ladies in this me too feminist zero tolerance policy eventually we'll have to apologize for something because it's great to be really strident and, and, and hardcore in your beliefs on these things but at some point, you're going to have yourself or a family member or a friend who gets busted for something, and then you're going to demand leniency for them, or they were a separate category, or they're not the same, they're not as bad as these other guys. And just taking any sort of hardcore policy means you're either a hypocrite or you're going to end up asking for an excuse me, an excuse me later on, like she's asking for now. Yeah, and I just kind of, you know, realized this, but the the sort of hardline, you know me two people they're they're discouraging honesty yes because she told this story and you know it's something that happened and she just got all this shit about it and it's like what what is she supposed to do like that's just saying okay don't be honest like it's either black or white and you know don't i don't know just don't tell the truth about things don't don't have a nuanced opinion obviously you mean be rose mcgowan and 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 pretend that you didn't cover up a heart you didn't basically oblige Harvey Weinstein to take his money and allow other women to be sexually assaulted by him and then pretend that you're the leader of the of the anti- of the feminist of the feminist cause and the me too cause yeah absolutely and by the way i'm tired of people going on stern saying incendiary things yes. and then being like uh, he's just really good at his job. <laughs> it's like, dude, I've listened to the that. show. He asks basic questions. Yes. Uh, and he, you know, he enjoys, you know, sort of pushing people. But he's not a hypnotist, for Christ's sake. No, but he has a huge, uh, he has a huge audience who loves sex talk. <laughs> and if you're Sarah Silverman, as bad as the short-term thing is for you, it's huge publicity for you. 
Yeah. So you get to tell 10 million p- people on Sirius Radio about uh, mas- mas- letting Louis C.K. masturbate. I wonder how Louis felt about that. I'm assuming they're still friends. Yeah, no. And she, she, well, here's the thing. So she was supporting him through like the last year or whatever it was and not defending his actions, but supporting him. And then I think this was her way of saying, okay, here's why I'm supporting him because I kind of let him do this with me. It just, if he was an attractive dude, the whole story changes. Oh, yeah. But, you know, or if he was, you know, a very successful, powerful guy at the time, it changes. Harvey Weinstein, like he's, he can put you in the movies or whatever. But he's just an unattractive, unsuccessful guy at the time. And then it just makes her look really weird. Because <laughs> then she, she clearly, it wasn't a power thing at all. It was clearly like, yeah, I'll watch you. I'll watch you uh, tuck your dick, tuck your dick till you ejaculate. What the hell? I got nothing to do for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it makes me think, I got to say, it makes me think a little bit less of her. And and almost entirely because of who the guy who the guy who the guy <laughs> was. So I mean, guys like kinky girls, right? But they don't want the good girl who's kinky with Louis C.K. Necess- necessarily. That's not that's not a turn on. If it was if it was uh, you know Brad Pitt fit twenty years ago, you're like, that's a story. Yeah, Louis C.K. I keep to myself. <laughs> As much as you love Sarah Silverman, the only person you love more is Kobe Bryant. You've been a huge Kobe Bryant fan your entire life. I think at one point you put him on your top five most hated list or something we did. You put overrated or top five most overrated basketball players he's, list, I think it was. He's hateable on every level. He's a, he's a despicable person. He really <laughs> His last game, I, everything about him is, is well, awful. Well, I, I agree with you on his personality, his personal, his, his, as a person. But I think you actually even felt that way about his play, about his actual professional career. Yeah, he's career. completely overrated. <clears throat> he's not, he's maybe in the top 20 to 25 players of all time. Wow, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, not not a good clutch shooter. Um, terrible teammate. He got lucky playing in L.A. You know they put good good people around him. Yeah, he was a pretty good player. I will we'll have to disagree. I, I, I'm not a Lakers. Well, fan what if he was on the uh, Charlotte Bobcats his entire career, the team that drafted him? Uh, well, if he didn't have Shaq and the other guys around Shaq specifically and the other guys around him, uh, he wouldn't have been as good. He went to won five championships, but he did win five championships, which is pretty amazing. And now he's um, the black Mr. Rogers. He's, yes. he's done a full, yes. I, I would imagine with some consulting, uh, a specialist who, who does a, a, a stylist, I should say. Yes. He's he he's acting like, he's, he's trying to be Bill Cosby. I don't know what he's, he's wearing doing. Sweater. He is wearing sweaters now. I don't even know if he's, he's wearing, wearing sweaters. sweaters. He's doing weird sweaters. tuck-ins. Yes. But he still looks young, which makes it really creepy, yeah. especially considering his, uh, you know, raping potentially oh wow that was never he was never he was never convicted of anything he's he has no that dude impersonate he did a bad michael jordan impersonation uh for his entire career so they'd ask him something be like oh well i don't it's like okay well you don't talk like that that's not your voice um you have a higher voice than michael jordan um so you look like a fucking dork and everyone knows it except you so whatever he's doing right now he's he has someone in his head that he's trying to be i don't know if it's Cosby, which would be ironic and hilarious. Morgan Freeman. We'll never know. We'll we'll never know what he was thinking about when he was shooting his free throws, and we'll never know what he's trying to do right now. He's he's trying to do something. Yes, he's clearly like a a man without a real center. He's not a centered person. He's sort of a vessel, like like a chameleon. Yeah. Uh, If you go back, I actually went back for the segment to look back at his uh, 2003 the press conference he had when he was accused of the crime. And it was really interesting how how much he basically did the Kavanaugh thing, 
he did the Brett Kavanaugh, like cry, he did the crying, like falsely accused my family, the whole thing really. And uh, I was just thinking how, and then everyone went like and fawned over him. I'm a man just like everybody else. I mourn, I cry, just like everybody else. You know, I sit here before you guys, embarrassed and ashamed for committing adultery. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking how times have really changed, like in the last 15 years, because he was lucky he he sodomized the girl in 2003. Because it was 2018 right now, he'd be in big tr- he'd be in big trouble with the exact same set of circumstances. Not necessarily criminally, because I think he would still get off criminally. But in terms of like you know his his playing career, everything else would he be. He like, probably would be, but I don't know because the el- the the people of Los Angeles, oh, they the, the native, yes. not the native, but the li- the lifers of L.A. Would give that guy a pass on anything. It would have been, and a, there's a lot of media here too. It would have been a huge conflict for Alyssa Milano. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like it, it, I know if you remember, he went to the trial in Colorado. It was during the, it was in June, so it was during the, play, I think it was the, the uh, um, Western Conference Finals of that year. Yeah, and he went to the trial, like, and he came back and flew back from the trial to the nighttime, the evening conference game, and like it was a whole thing. Uh, Bus gave him Jerry Bus gave him the, the plane to come back so he could make the game in time. He just made it in time for the game, right? And he received a massive standing ovation. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, but he did just come back from a sexual assault trial, yeah. so it's not like he was out rescuing like whales, stopping the Japanese from whaling, <laughs> and made it back in time. He was accused of sodomizing a 19 year old girl in a hotel room, so maybe not the standing ovation. Um, and that's when he totally. After that season, or, or almost right after that incident was was wrapped up, he t- he remade himself again. He changed yes. his number, um, and and he uh, well he gave his he gave his wife some massive jewelry, massive jewelry. Yeah, she's a real winner. <laughs> to stand by his side, but here's the real story. So uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. So there's an animation. F- so don't you know Kobe Bryant is an uh, Academy Award winner? <laughs> for, Fuck L.A. For, 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 I don't remember his poem. What was it I love basketball. I don't remember the fuck it was called. I'm assuming it was a, a simpleton poem that I assume he had help with. Um, is that was this? Oh, I can't remember now. It's not even sticking in my head. I want to say basketball, a love story. A love, that's that's no, a that's series a, on ESPN right now. Yeah, whatever the fuck it was. It was some bad thing in the play in the Players Journal, and I'm assuming he had help with it. And then someone animated it, and they won it. won an Academy Award only because 90 percent of the voters are in LA. And the rest are in New York. And so they all voted Kobe Bryant just so they could win an Academy Award. So he won. It won for Best Animated Short. Short? Yeah. So he didn't animate it. What no, but he was. He wrote He wrote the, uh, the, the underlying. So he won movie. along with some other people? Yeah, he and some other, the other guy who did the animation won. He was up on the stage winning the, winning the Oscar. So he wrote a dorky poem and got a fucking Academy Award out of it. Yes. I'm, you know what? I will not be surprised if he gets a Grammy out of like that spoken word category or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, look, this is L.A., and he's a, he's a big star, even though you hate him. He's a big star, athlete star. And, you know, if LeBron will get the same treatment if LeBron does some, you know, stuff. They're going to want to get LeBron on stage or, or Steph Curry or whoever it is. It just draws more audience. But this animation film festival had put him on a jury uh, recently, and then there was a Twitter storm, of course, social media outrage, uh, for people calling him out for his 2003 uh, sexual assault trial uh, accusations. And he was removed from the jury pool of this animation film festival. Uh, well, first off, he's not qualified to actually be on an animation jury pool. Not at all. No, because he wrote a p- he half wrote a poem that someone animated. He's never actually done animation or actually made a movie or shown any sort of intelligence or research or effort about <laughs> movies. So 
yes, he does have the Academy Award photo, but really he shouldn't be on the jury. But I felt really right, Matt, like he was wrong because uh, he was he went through a trial. There was a trial. It was uh, dropped at some point when the witness sort of uh, appeared to be sort of fallible in her in her testimony. It was never pursued fully. There was a civil case which was settled. I assume he paid off people in both situations. But there was clearly there was it was it was unclear if he actually how like where the physical assault happened. Like clearly it seems the girl went to the hotel room with him, the concierge. And then at some point he stuck it in her ass, started talking about the pine trees. And maybe at that point she's like, this really hurts or this is really uncomfortable. Stop. And he didn't stop until he, you know, until he came. I'd say that's from what I've pieced together, a very uh, accurate. Yes. Description of which which I think is technically rape, by the way. Oh, it's absolutely technically rape, but it's almost impossible to prove because it's complete. He said, she said, and it's not like Cosby where you drug somebody or he physically assaulted anybody. It's just sort of like you're into intercourse and then you want the guy to stop and he doesn't stop until he finishes. And then you call it sexual assault, which technically it is, but it seems impossible to prove. And then if you recall from 2003, she also had had sex with two other guys within the same 24 hour period. And that sort of threw the old uh, 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 rape kit off a little bit. (laughs) Stuff. I mean, you play for the Lakers. You're the most infamous Laker is HIV positive. What's going through people's heads? So the chick has two or three other semen samples <laughs> inside of her vagina, yes. which is fucking gross. Yes. I don't even know how that's possible. Or, or well, I can I could draw you a picture. <laughs> is it not washing or what? But oh no, it was within the same. It was from the night evening before. So I'm just going to find this yes. promiscuous slut and have unprotected butt sex with her. <laughs> yes. uh, ha, ha, is it really hard to get an STD? Because I, I know that people have them. Um, well, I assume I assume every ball player has them because, <laughs> I mean, how could you be having I the, the rate? We, we know they're not using protection because they're making shitload of babies. Right. So if you're making a baby, you're unprotected and therefore you're sleeping with all these ladies without commando. And so they must all have. So on top of his um, sort of uh, not having a personality or a fake personality, he also probably has like warts. Oh, (laughs) I just like to point that (laughs) out. That's a capper. Well, but here's the thing. He actually was never convicted. He was clearly never. He was he went through the process. He was never convicted of the sexual assault. The civil suit itself didn't even go through. And yes, I'm sure he had the powerful lawyers and I'm sure she got some money and everything else. But we, what, what is the standard by which somebody will still be for the rest? I know you don't like this guy, so this is a good test case for you. What is the standard by which the guy will be removed from film jury, film, film, film festival juries for the rest of his life because he was once accused of sexual assault for which he was uh, not found guilty? Uh, case by case basis, you know, factoring in the evidence. I, I'm tired of people having so much respect for our legal system and pretending that it's not massively flawed. Like... You know, it, if you're rich, you can buy your freedom, basically. Yes. Uh, I mean, we all know that to be true. So, you know, O.J. Simpson comes into your restaurant and you're like, uh, well, somebody's like, well, you know, he was never convicted. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. He's fucking scary and I don't want him in my restaurant right. because it's my fucking restaurant and I can refuse service to anyone I want. Um, you know, if Kobe was a D-leaguer, he may have very well been convicted. So we all know yeah. you can buy justice. 
Uh, Although in this day and age, it's impossible if you're if it's a sec- if it's against women and sexual assault, and you're in, in sports or entertainment, it's probably not so, because those even the wealthiest top people, even Les Moonves, is being booted out now. So yeah, so it it, it would have been a different reaction. I I just think. I don't know. I'm personally just sick of the whole argument of like, well, he was never convicted. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, there's evidence showing uh, that he committed a crime. So, well, but I don't. Well, Matt, I think you're being a little, little uh, disingenuous because I think if it wasn't Kobe and someone you didn't hate, you would call what happened maybe uh, uh, not necessarily not necessarily criminal or not necessarily. Well, horrific. no, I'm just, I'm just basing it. It wasn't like he was jumping out alleyways and, 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 and snatching up women. No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm just basing it on the standards that we have with this Me Too stuff, which yes. has probably gone a little far. But, you know, there is something behind it, which is if you're a huge fucking creep, like Weinstein's never been uh, convicted of anything. And, not he, yet. and he never will be. But really? I think he will be. But yes, we'll see. Well, regardless, you know, you're not going to put him on the fucking panel at Cannes. No. Cannes. But so he actually had like. 30 women and 10 of whom, at least five of whom, said that he actually unannounced showed up and sexually assaulted them. This is this was obviously clearly a consensual sexual act that maybe the woman wanted to stop or whatever. But I mean, it wasn't like and it wasn't like he has multiple accusations against him. He is all he is all the horrible personal things you say about him. (laughs) But I'm not sure he's a rapist. Well, technically, based on what we sort of agreed yeah. From piecing the story together, he is a rapist, but... But would that be pretty much every guy on a, on a film festival jury? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I mean, I just... I really just think you got to look at things. I, I just don't like the argument of he was never convicted because this country executes innocent people every year. There's, you know, especially in the South and, and even here in California, there's, you know, what percentage of black dudes in jail are innocent? It is a significant percentage because uh, we, we didn't have DNA back then. So if we wanted to take all this money for, you know, buying Cessnas and fucking, you know, just do DNA testing on everyone that's in fucking prison for something that's testable for DNA, we could they don't want to do that because we prove that the whole system is fucked up. So I don't know. Like it, it I think that sounds really, really uh, gracious and, and, and big minded of you. But I also think you just hate Kobe. So oh, it's you, both. Yes. <laughs> I think it's just a player. If this was LeBron, I think you'd be sticking up for him. LeBron's I, a family man. <laughs> yes. LeBron's not butt fucking a slut hostess in Colorado. I mean, how many, like, uh, think about all the basketball players, all the sex they have with all these grubby ladies. And I'm not saying she's necessarily was a gold digger type woman. But, you know, imagine half of them are technically sexual assault. The other half are women actually trying to steal sperm out of condoms and make babies out of them. It's just a dirty process when you sleep with a pro athlete in a hotel room. There's just no, there's nothing clean about any of it. So either you're going to have these, either you have these guys on your, on your future film festival juries or you're not. So I, I think there needs to be a standard. And I think that standard, if everyone who gets finger ac- accused of sexual assault in Hollywood now, 15 years from now, can't serve on a, any sort of panel. They're gonna be they're gonna be fucking em- they're gonna be empty panels. Well, we should. All, I don't know. Like, may, let's say that I don't like and I don't like the Kobe, festival by the way. overreacted or whatever. Maybe, but um, it should also factor in the f- that it's stupid that he was there in the first place. Yes. like you said. I mean, yes. It maybe let's say the the head animator at Pixar took Kobe Bryant's place, which I don't know why, because he he probably would have done it. 
Yes. So fuck this festival. But you know, the head of Pixar was accused of sexual harassment. He was the Brad, what's his name, who was making touching women under the table. Nobody wanted to sit next to him at meetings because he was grabbing ladies. So him, <laughs> Brad, whatever, belonging <laughs> yes. to be there, yes. would they have kicked him off the panel? Probably not. Because, you know, he could maybe help the, the product, the artistic process. Yes. Hey, have you been following James Franco on the, on the Deuce, the show The Deuce? I mean, the, the whole thing about uh, what's her name uh, came out and said that uh, on Freaks and Geeks, he was violent towards her. Oh, uh, God, what's the actress's name? She's, she's got Busy a Phillips. Yes, Busy Phillips, who has a memoir out now. And so she claims that he was like, he didn't sexually assault her, but he was physically violent with her on multiple occasions on, on set. I seriously doubt that. And, uh, and But there also that's in line with other, you know, before this, he had other accusations of sexual harassment from other actresses in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But now, so they hired, so HBO, HBO has hired an int- intimacy coordinator. So, uh, for yes, the sex scenes? Yes, for the sex scenes. Oh, so like, this is, it goes to show you a little bit like, so they haven't really pinned an actual sexual assault on him and they really need him for the show. <laughs> so it's like, first they had the story how Maggie Gyllenhaal spoke to the whole crew and they all voted and decided that James Franco should be still on the show, which I don't know if that's how things work. <laughs> 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 but now that, this, now that the Busy Phillips accusations come out, now they're going to have an intimacy coordinator to make sure, like what? To make sure he doesn't, beat and s- beat up women while he's faking so like what like a terrible idea i mean sex sex scene is awkward already yes and now just bringing in this which how you were qualified for that is beyond me i think it's gonna be like a parochial school nun <laughs> it's gonna be like with the ruler measuring the distance and stuff. <laughs> so my buddy used to uh film the hbo uh all those like uh, sort of low rent shows of hbo like in the 90s when they had the in cinemax when they had like all the sex scenes mm-hmm and he actually had described me how they used a donut. Like the guy had a donut on his dick. So they'd have like, you know. A donut? They'd have to have like a cushion like to make like sure. you put on a baseball bat type of thing? Yes. Uh-huh. So that your another part of your penis was sticking out. So that when you're like doing all the faux sex scenes, the woman and the man could never actually touch genitals. Okay. Because if you actually watch them, they look, they, the way they do the camera, they look naked and they're pounding each other in the general regions. But it's never lined up correctly, though. No, it's never lined up. Way too low. But even so, you wouldn't want a guy's dick banging against your ass, like if you're an actress in a Cinemax movie, that would be technically pornography or whatever. And so they would actually use like these cushions that went around the genital area, so they're actually banging (laughs) like banging cushions. I think your friend did a terrible job. (laughs) He really never looked right. (laughs) He really. Why do you care if you're an actress or or an actor in that situation? (laughs) Well, I mean, you (laughs) know, you're here. Like, just dry hump each other. Now we got an email from Brandon about that waitress. He calls her a chick. I call her a female waitress in Carolina. I got the $10,000 tip. And he, Brandon's concerned that this never happens. You saw that. I don't know if you saw the viral video. This never happens to waiters. And when will this gender inequality in the workplace end? I know you waited tables before. Yeah. This is one of those. First, I want to talk about the, this actual situation. But first, I want to talk about the gender inequality of tipping between f- waitresses and waiters. Maybe uh, slightly different West Hollywood, but in a lot of places, the cute, flirty waitress gets bigger tips than the the male waiters do it was never discussed i don't i think it's almost like a well you might have pulled tip you might have pulled tips no we didn't pull tips but you just i don't know you, it was like uncouth to discuss tips i mean everyone knew that the hot chicks were um yes. probably getting more tips but the hot chicks usually are the worst waitresses um but when the drunk guys would always give them more money right i always assumed so i don't know i mean i got a few phone numbers waiting tables wow you were the hot chick for a little while (laughs) (laughs) i never got um 
I never got great tips, but I, I should point out I was a, a terrible waiter, pers- yes. personality-wise. I think you can be a terrible waitress with big tits and still get a big tip, especially f- at a guy at a guy's type place. Yeah. Although I have If you're spunky, I mean, if you smile, that's you gotta be spunky. You, you'll fucking treat the table like shit. Yes. And then at the end, you got a big smile and you do the shoulder yes. touch and all is forgiven. Yes. If you're yes. a hot chick. Yeah. I think if you did the shoulder touch, you would get like uh, some sort of ninja response, like <laughs> jujitsu response, and be on the ground in pain. So this uh, waitress in, in in South Carolina, I think it was South or North Carolina, the same to me, of uh, the Carolinas. Uh, she got this. Te- so these two guys came in. They ordered water and they left just water cup, glass of water, and left a ten thousand dollar tip. There's a note that said waters were great and ten thousand dollars sitting on the table in cash, and I picked it up. And I was like, this isn't real. Like, I was so in shock. I was like, this is this is fake. Like, this is not happening to me right now. It, it was weird because she was, of course, a young, attractive, wait, spunky waitress. And they left her money. It turns out there's this YouTube channel called The Beast. I don't know if the guy is called The Beast. I think he calls himself The Beast. And he randomly gives away money to people, like 10 grand or 20 grand a pop. Mm-hmm. And then they film it as part of this, like, you know, like you mentioned, Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstake, except it's completely unannounced. Like, pizza delivery guy comes delivers the pizza, they pay him 20 bucks for the pizza and I give him 10 grand or 15 grand. Right. And then he goes nuts, starts crying sometimes. Or like Oprah with the free cars or whatever. Yeah, except I think at some point some people went to go see Oprah to get a free car. <laughs> this is completely spontaneous, completely random. You're completely unexpected. It. Right. But it seems to me it's kind of a gross way and they would film it and this channel has so many viewers watching these videos that they're making more money off the advertising, obviously, than they're giving away in cash. So they'll have these like piles of cash they're giving away. But for giving away ten grand, they get thirty grand in advertising dollars from YouTube. Uh, so of course they're making money off this thing. It seems to me like uh, forget the gender inequality, forget the fact that it seems to be only female waitresses <laughs> who are getting with with a bigger breast who are getting these tips. Uh, but it seems to be a really bad way to do charity. Well, it's not charity if no, you're making not. money off of it. No. Right? But I mean, it's a pretend like to like. To do, they always do this life-changing, I'm going to drop. Someone, in the last few years, it's been the thing where people leave, some of these celebrities usually, or rappers or whatever, leave like the huge tip. Mm-hmm. And they always talk, and the waitress always talks about how badly she needs the money. Um, it seems like a bad way to dole out extra money you might have to people in need. To people in need. First of all, how do you know the spunky waitress at the, at the place in Carolina actually needs money? Right. She might be, do, she might be fairly well off. Whereas, you know, Gustavo, perhaps in the kitchen, could, you, could, you, could use some cash. Yeah, I'd, I feel like almost the, you know, the dude fitting people at Foot Locker yes. is more, I mean, he has a worse situation. Waitresses, hot waitresses, you know, they make pretty good money for, you know, for their age and whatnot. You know, it's it's a pretty good gig if you're at, a, if, at the right place. I mean, you can make a lot of money. You can make 500 bucks a night bartending yes. in yeah. cash. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, obviously they pick, they pick photogenic girls to do this or some guys, sometimes guys. Because they have to create these YouTube videos, they have to get eight million views, and people want to see the girl with the ba- bouncing up and down with the breasts that she got. That she got ten grand. Because then they have they come back. What they do is they come back a few minutes later when the girl's like on awe and like all the people in the restaurant are gathered around her talking about this huge tip, and then tell them they're from the Beast on YouTube, and then ask her to do a promo and film her doing a little ninety second thing for their viral video. And then, by the way, I found out. Within their viral videos of the giveaways, they do video game advertisements. So they'll do video game play. Like you'll see the girl winning, getting the money, the tip, and then before you go to part two, they'll have like long form gameplay videos for whatever hot video games are out there. Sounds 
fucking boring. <laughs> it is, but you get a lot of money from video game advertising. I mean, if they wanted to, people love people love watching that moment when someone gets like this huge undeserved amount of money. Yeah, but there's a reason why charities don't give out money based on like uh, how bubbly, how sp- how spunky, how spunky. Well, you yes, are. I mean, if we could, we could talk to an economist in terms of so let's say they've done this ten times. Let's just say they have a hundred grand, right? Um, so it, it's like, do you give a homeless guy 20 bucks or do you give it to the shelter, to the charity, which yes. helps homeless people? I, you'd probably be better off giving it to the charity. So like if you looked at the stimulus, the economic stimulus that uh, Obama had, it actually works when people get like two to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars because they spend that. So right. if you give them ten thousand, they're like, OK, we have to save that. And then they don't spend it. So it doesn't stimulate the economy. If you give them. Uh, 200 they're like well it's doesn't matter enough to me i'm not i'm not necessarily going to go spend it i'll probably just throw it into my checking account but if you give them the right number so they could take that hundred thousand maybe go around town giving everyone 300 bucks and it's like now you've affect that like that would make my day if someone just handed me 300 bucks it'd be cool it would Uh, be cool i'd I'd do something with it i don't know um (laughs) i know what you do with it (laughs) (laughs) but not educational no, no, no. I, I you could build a school. You could do things like... There's, I might uh, go to the strip club. There's obvious ways to actually improve your community that don't involve giving uh, waitresses, huge, waitresses huge tips. There's obviously the element of charity to this is all a big scam. Yeah. It's a real cynical attempt just to get... Because the reason I know about it is because every single media outlet in the country ran the video and picked up on the story. And at first, they didn't even let you know that it was part of this like bigger business operation. Like, oh, dude... It was like dudes grab have two waters leave ten thousand dollar tips for ice water right that was the headline not uh some venture-backed youtube <laughs> youtube channel uh you know gives away gives away money to uh, score video game advertising dollars that wasn't yeah. it, was, it was like waitress shocked to get ten thousand dollar tip and it's everywhere on the internet all over social media without any context whatsoever so i, I give these guys credit they're pretty smart in their mo- how they figure their business model but the idea that it's charity sucks. And I think, of course, it's going to be chicks, bubbly chicks with uh, low-cut tops to <laughs> get, get all the money. Yeah, there's always <laughs> something more to the story. And, yeah, if you're going to run the headline, which I saw on just about every news site, um, you know, it should be something like YouTube entrepreneur, YouTube channel promoter gives woman 10,000 or, or something like figures you, out figures out way to make money by giving away money. I mean, there's always an ulterior motive. Like at some point, like I tip well. Uh, I, hopefully in the near future uh, I'll have more money but if I gave a chick $10,000 as a waitress okay I'm getting her phone number right like I'm trying to fuck her you know so Matt uh, I gotta say when you give the girl like an extra $5 at Hot Wing Cafe <laughs> you're not gonna be featured on you're not gonna be featured on the national <laughs> man man leaves $8 tip when only $6 was called for <laughs> Waitress, waitress <laughs> screams, <laughs> screams in the light. That's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> this pissed me off because I was like thinking like, why are these guys doing? I thought, OK, they're just trying. To, it's just a rich guy trying to hit on her and get, you know, paid. He's got whatever. Some some Silicon Valley entrepreneur who just like an Elon, like Elon Musk would do this. Right. For a hot yeah. chick. Like here's ten thousand dollars, babe. Um, but then it turned out it was just a cynical YouTube operation. That kind of pissed me off. I ru- it ruined everything. They're pretty me. smart, though. It's a smart idea. Yeah, but the guy is still in terms of they're still money. pretending. I read his, I read the whole all that shit online. They're still pretending that they do this to feel good about giving money away, mm. which is you know they, yeah they, yes that's why you have a YouTube channel for it with viral videos promoting video games. I hope they up it and and like 
give a waitress a million dollars and then before they can get the views their like website crashes or something <laughs> and they lose all their money that's what i hope I, i'm sure they have a deal like a fixed deal with with youtube because they're running their, their advertisers for their games it's all dude there's nothing pure there's nothing pure in this world left anymore <laughs> okay I, I remember the good old days when people drop 10 grand tips for no reason for the pure for pure reasons fucking idiots <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about trannies. Tra- uh, trans people. Yeah, trans people. <laughs> if I was a trans person, I think I would still like the name tranny because it's just funnier. <laughs> I, would just, I would just find it funnier. But I guess it's like, do people really use tranny as a put down? It's just adding a Y. I think it was Michael Che's joke, which I thought was funny. Is he was like, well, you're just adding a Y. Like, yeah, was, you're black. But if someone called you blacky, <laughs> blacky, you might not appreciate it too much, but... <laughs> I don't know. People call me Whitey uh, occasionally. Well, transgender is hard. It's harder to say. So you need it needs some kind of nickname. And also, yeah, trans. The, it it ends. It, it, yeah, phonetically, it's not in. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's too much. And a man putting on a dress is still kind of funny. So I mean, yeah, Bruce, you can't look at Caitlyn Jenner, or Bruce Jenner in a dress without laughing a little bit. So like tranny, you know, the transgender sounds like it's like some scientific process he went through with like a well, what he said he went through, which is like some rigorous. Like transformation, <laughs> where really it was just him going through his wife's closet, putting on clothes, and then eventually getting fake breasts. Um, so everyone's losing their shit now. So uh, Trump's Justice Department, which is doing all sorts of shitty stuff, uh, has now decided that, uh, and I don't think this next thing is actually shitty. So Title Nine is 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 the uh, Title Nine of the Educational Act uh, was put in place years ago to provide equal opportunity for women at, at the uh, school, universities, colleges, and universities. For sports? Uh, for everything. Well, no, I mean, initially it was just for sports. and they was s- it? I thought it was for everything, like equal access to everything, but it was sports is where it played out the most. Well, it wasn't, yeah. Because where else would you, you went discriminate against women in, like, in the literature department. It wasn't supposed to be used to sue for sort of non- um, it, it was equal, it, access, equal access to the university resources, basically. Yeah. So because women and, and it, the way it fa- I mean, obviously classes weren't classes weren't like men only classes or weren't male only classes. So it, where it played out, I think, was in sports where there were male only teams dominating all the resources of the school. Yeah. Uh, partly because they're the only ones that made money. So they ruled that there had to be an equal number of women's and men's sports. Teams. Yes. Yes. And that's when everyone everything got fucked up because then they got rid of all the schools had to get rid of a lot of really good male teams. I mean, I remember in UCLA gave up their was it their swimming team? I think they had the top or gymnastics teams. They were top in the country, like one, two in the country, and they had to give them up uh, because otherwise they would have to invent more female sports right. to pay for, and they didn't have enough money for it. Uh, but Title IX grants a lot of uh, privileges to women on campus, and then redress if they feel they'd be discriminated against. And uh, during the Obama administration, the Justice Department ruled that Title IX. Uh, preferences for women also apply to people, anyone who identified as a woman, which means a man identifying as a woman, could then try to claim Title IX rights and privileges. And now Trump, you know, Justice Department is going back and saying, no, you have to be your birth sex. You can't claim to be a woman to get Title IX privileges. And trans people, a.k.a. trannies, are, lo- <laughs> are just losing their so shit. So this is based on the actual genitals or a dna test uh, your birth your birth uh your birth gender so what's on your birth certificate okay so i mean at some point i guess in the future that will be more obscure because they're changing laws about that but for everyone now at least it says male or female on your birth certificate 
So you would have to you can't change you can't modify that. They're not going to accept the fact that you would modify your birth gender right. for that. I mean, you can still be whatever the fuck you want to be. You just can't. You can be a guy. You can wear dresses, or you can get your dick cut off and get breasts and hormones and all that shit. Live as a woman. You just can't claim Title IX privileges as a woman. And I think part of this you is can't play a women's on a women's team. I think that's up to the school. That's up to the school. I think. But if they don't let you, you can't sue. Right. So that's the difference. And uh, to me, this is actually just common. This is just common sense because. Yeah, there are, I mean, a lot of cases are innocuous, so who, who, I don't give a shit what people identify as. Who, who would care? But once you, set a, once you create a set of advantages and privileges for a certain set of people, you have to kind of set a standard of who qualifies, right? I mean, you can't just, okay, say, okay, women have been historically discriminated against, or uh, black people or Latinos or whatever it's going to be. And, and uh, you know, we talk about this Elizabeth Warren. If you're going to do a set-aside of privileges for a certain demographic, you have to have a standard of defining who falls into that demographic. Yeah. Otherwise, you do have Elizabeth Warren saying, oh, I'm hired under the Native American Act, so-and-so, because I'm 1,024th, or a guy saying, I identify as a woman, therefore I have to be allowed to play the sport or I have to be given this, like, uh, qualify for this female scholarship or this, you know, teach TA position that's for women's only or things like that. Um, I, I don't know if you agree or not, Matt. You're... I think just doing tranny dreams. Uh, it makes sense, <laughs> but I mean, it's not like this is the first subject that comes up in the war room every uh, briefing. So they're obviously the Trump administration and the Justice Department uh, couldn't give a shit about this. They're just trying to uh, appeal to sort oh, of yeah, politically speaking, Christian bigots. Oh, I don't disagree with that. This, uh, trans people should hate Trump, I, guess, I suppose. Although Caitlyn Jenner did pee. If you remember, Caitlyn Jenner did pee in Trump Tower before the election. And went to the went into the uh, women's room and was not denied access to the women's room. I remember that video. Well, Trump said in uh, one of the debates, he, or, or was it a campaign speech, whatever he was doing, uh, wh- where are my LGBT people? Oh, it was at the Republican National Convention. Did he, he did a huge shout out to the LGBT people. Really? Was, yeah. that, when, was that when Peter Thiel came up? Peter Thiel came up in his assless chaps. I think it was the the Peter Thiel. That was their gay night. Their gay night. Yeah, something like that. Um, they actually, yeah, there are re- there actually are a, a a reasonable number of gay people who vote. I mean, Republicans, not a huge number, but like more so than the black population. Yeah, there's actually some gay people own businesses or want lower taxes or <laughs> shit like that. Will vote very pragmatically. Um, I know some con- more conservative gay people. I assume people actually committed trans people probably tend not to vote Republican. Probably, or or vote at all, for or, or vote at all when they can um, be let out of their, let out of their institu- institutions. <laughs> I but don't, th- I don't. I mean, how many people is this going to affect? I mean, if well, uh, maybe w- if there's a scholarship involved, there's just not that many. Well, sports, uh, you know, sp- you know, sports, Matt. So in sports, a guy identifying as a girl would have the right to play on a female team. Could sue for the right to play on the te- on the female team. But no one's doing that i mean right well, right now or before this was changed i don't know if it's been changed yet or, or whatever but you know any dude could identify as a woman and you know be the best player on any um collegiate basketball team but no one did that because generally people aren't fucking douchebags um well the, so outside of like uh, in like in, co- in the olympics they have that, that hormonal standard where mm-hmm. your hormone your estrogen has to be a certain level to compete and then th- there's been these other amateur competitions like weightlifting and stuff where the men who have become women are domina- are now dominating. Right. Um, because they can't, even with the hormonal thing, they're just built so much, they have so much more muscle mass that they're dominating. 
So it will it will definitely come into play. Not I don't think with opportunists necessarily, but it will come into play with legitimate transgender people wanting to receive benefits of women. And it, you're starting to see like weirdly, you're starting to see like very left wing feminists going like, well, wait a minute, like if all these all these things we fought for as women, whether or not you believe in them or not, we fought for carve outs for women. If you know Bruce Jenner can put on a dress at six four two fifty and start claiming to be a woman, then we've that that sort of defeats our that sort of defeats our purpose at least in principle. Yeah, and I mean Joe Rogan is like. I think it's talked about this a bunch, but in certain instances too, like there's this Fallon Fox um, fighter, MMA fighter, and it was just a guy. It was obviously a guy, but kind of looked like a chick, but much, much stronger than any chick. And, you know, his point was like, okay, if you're playing soccer, uh, it's not really who cares, you know? Right. No one cares about soccer. But, you know, he's just like beating the shit out of, yes. <laughs> of, of uh, biological women. Yes. And um, so there's, I don't know, like, I the whole gender DNA thing is like is iffy because there's there's Swire syndrome there's all kinds of th- there's there's you know sexuality gender I should say it is male female for the most part but there is like a significant amount of people that don't exactly fit into either category now if you're gonna ask I me don't like know how significant I don't I I mean I don't know how significant it is it the claim is that one quarter one percent of the population is transgender. So, but that that population, if they identify self-identifies as transgender, not like has been, there's no medical diagnosis for, it, but actually on surveys, set calls themselves transgender. But they're going to be overrepresented in sports because if you're a woman who's not entirely a woman, you're going to be really fucking good at sports yes. because you have male characteristics. Yes. But so if you're going to ask me what's more logical, dude calls himself a woman, or it's based on what you were born as. As, uh, what you're born as is much more logical, but you know I f- feel like you have to take into account certain um, certain cases on a case by case basis. You love case by case basis, Matt. Who's doing all these? Ca- who's hearing all these cases? People you don't like and don't trust are hearing all these cases. So well, reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would be some dumb reasonable people at Michigan. Fuck everything up. Yeah, reasonable people at Michigan State, like Larry Nasser, cover cover up people. Are going to decide? I mean. I, it doesn't. This doesn't, isn't saying schools can't provide whatever the hell they want for transgender people. It's just saying that the, the, that the men who have become women identify as women cannot redress, cannot seek legal redress if they're not receiving the benefits of a woman. Yeah, no, it seems totally logical. I mean, there's this real sports. I love real sports. Um, there's a segment. This is probably t- ten years ago, but there's this guy playing on this really, really crappy like d3 naia <laughs> women's basketball team really? he could he couldn't just flat-footed <laughs> probably six eight you know couldn't ju- could barely shoot it was absurd but just because of the height and weight he was and d- dominating it was just a guy with long hair i don't know the boob situation um and the the team was all about it because it's it's not a competitive team um and they're like yeah we love having this this woman on we treat her like a woman and it's like, okay, good for you. But this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely absurd. And yeah. if I was on the other team, I would not be happy about it. I mean, I think in a perfect world, in a perfect world, who gives a shit what people identify as? I always say if someone wants to identify as an, being an otter, be an otter. But if you're going to if the government if the government is going to force privileges and benefits to a certain group, there has to be a standard for that what that group is, whether it be Native American, female, 
black, whatever it is. Otherwise, you have, you know, Rachel Dolezal, you know, claiming to be black, identifying as literally identifying as a different race and trying to seek, you know, uh, the African-American uh, teaching <laughs> credentials or whatever. I mean, if you believe here's the thing. If you don't believe in the set-asides, and there are no set-asides, then who gives a shit? But if you believe in the set-asides and affirmative action and, and, and giving some benefits to historically oppressed or held-back groups, then you have to have a stand, a objective standard to identify who those people are. And with male-female, it seems pretty easy, especially given the fact that there is no scientific evidence. This isn't global warming. There is no science, overwhelming scientific evidence that people are, are fluid, in their, they're fluid in their gender. That's right. something you choose. That's something you choose. That's sort of that's it's been made up by people and people have sort of agreed to agree to it just because it's nice. But there's no like a thousand leading scientists from universities claiming that that's that's a fact. Well, I, yeah, I agree. But, it, you know, it might just I don't know how necessary this is, because what if it just played out naturally? Because kids being raised now um, and, and kids that are even getting into college age have been taught this thing like you if you identify you are whatever you think you are you know not in the face of science but you're you're a dude in a dress you're a woman and that's it that's a fact you're no different from any other woman so i feel like this might start getting abused a lot more in which case there would be a huge reaction yes. when a seven foot uh dude is playing for uconn <laughs> did you have <laughs> the, a lady did you have Huskies. a yeah and actually dunking yeah. did you actually did you have a female rugby team at your college no, we had a female rugby team, and I, I actually ha I used to see them in the mornings. I don't know why they were close to where I live, but I never never have you met a butcher group of girls. They're just butch, but at the same time they were like five three, right? Like one forty butch. Can you imagine like if like you know uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, or young, you know <laughs> Bruce Jenner came in and just like and they had and they do they love the fact that they're physically aggressive and dominant and they pound each other and they these butch dykes love that shit, right? Mm -hmm. But now imagine like guys who identifies women come in and just mop the fucking floor with these they would, they would immediately have a huge problem oh my god there'd be a <laughs> there'd be dead there'd be some blood on the fucking streets there'd yeah. be anything because that's like now you're taking away the lesbian advantage <laughs> with the lesbian advantage because you know, at the end of the day they were they were cut off flannels and all the other shit and they had like sort of muscle but not really yeah but that the, the, any guy could just knock him to the ground in half a, in half a second. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for this week in crazy white privilege chicks. And uh, uh, Amy, Schumer win, Amy Schumer wins again. She might win every fucking week. I just, I cannot stand her. I love the fact that, like, if you look at coverage of Amy Schumer, places that like Amy, that are favorable to Amy Schumer, they use like a relatively attractive photo of her, like when she's lower in weight and she like looks slightly better because she's a I don't know what you would rate her on a one to ten in terms of looks. But she's always been heavy and sometimes she's been really heavy and sometimes she's been really heavy and put on leather tight leather outfits like for her special. <laughs> and and the, ang the angles they try to put out her were a little more flattering. But when she starts doing a little more physical comedy, she can't control that. So she looks really fat. And depending on how the outlet either likes her or doesn't like her, the pictures of her completely are <laughs> different. Like. One is like sort of like she's a seven, like you might take to the prom, and the other she's just this obese, nasty <laughs> fat chick You're with so like right. grease, chicken grease stains I in didn't her face. I noticed that, but there's <laughs> this one photo. Yeah, I saw it on the Daily Mail or something where she's so dumpy yes. and, 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 and like sweats. Yes, <laughs> you're totally right. That's hilarious. She looks like one of the three stooges, like like uh, Curly from the Three Stooges, like. Well, chicks like that have a lot of range. I mean, 
like I walked in here, I didn't shower today or yesterday or, or the day before. Um, and you know, I'm going to the gym, but you could throw a suit on me and brush my hair, probably yeah. look a little better, but you kind of get what you get. Um, I mean, she could swing anywhere from a two to a seven. Yeah. Yeah. And well, well, part of it's her weight. Like she'll go up, up and down probably 30 or 40 pounds. So I think when she got really, there was a time when she got really popular and she lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously being a fat chick is not going to help you. Uh, and she's naturally kind of plump and round. Um, but now she, she got kind of heavy again. And those, and the photos are when she's heavy are very unflattering because, you know, unlike, uh, who is it? Like Ashley Graham, who's a model looking chick who just is a heavy set model looking chick who put on extra 30, 40 pounds, but looks like a model. Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer just looks like the fat chick from like the yearbook committee at that point. It's just not, there's nothing about it. And then when she makes faces, cause she does facial gestures in her, in her routine, then you can pull out these really unattractive <laughs> facial gestures of her where she's like sucking in air or she's doing some weird thing with her nose. And then she just looks like a fucking cow. <laughs> just really, really horrible. And that applies for this week, Matt, because Amy Schumer, unlike you, was taking a stand in the Super Bowl. Uh, she wants to know my war- why more white people are not taking a stand uh, on uh, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling situation. And so she has taken a stand and publicly announced she will not be accepting. She's told her agents. She's told her agents to tell all the people beating down her door that she will not be taking a Super Bowl commercial this year <laughs> because this is her version. This is what white people can do to kneel, she said. Does she not, <laughs> not, not realize or not care how transparently bogus the shit that she says is? Or is it a little bit of both? <laughs> I think it's because obviously she. So what, what she's saying is, I didn't book a Super Bowl commercial this yes, year. Yes, yes. And therefore, you won't see me. And instead of that just happening, I'm going to turn that into a form of activism by way of not doing anything. They they've already for a big, you know, a celebrity like that. They've already booked those campaigns. They've already shot a yeah, lot of. Yeah, it's the done campaigns. a year. It's done a year ahead of time. So. Does she, does she not? I mean, obviously, your average person might not know that, but you might kind of wonder why she said. You're telling me that Amy Schumer. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, we uh, we want you back for that Bud Light campaign, yes. and we're going to bump up your salary to fifty million for that campaign. Would she do it? Uh, do you remember that we talked about that Bud Light campaign two years? It was 2016 Super Bowl. And the, the, re- the looking back, they had to cancel the pro- that whole Bud Light, Seth Rogen, Amy Schumer thing for equality. It was equality, gender pay equality, whatever the fuck it was. Hmm. It was that commercial for the Super Bowl where she was talking about how, like, she was going to get paid less than Seth Rogen. And they were, they were pretending to be running on a ca- It was 2016, so it was a political year, campaign year. And they were pretending to be running for office on this platform of Bud Light and equality for all. And but she was like, her whole, the whole joke was she would still get less than Seth Rogen because she was a woman. My fellow Americans. Hey guys, can you be quiet? Seth and Amy are talking about our country. They say we're a nation divided. They say we disagree on everything. That's not true. We agree on a lot. It tanked so badly. So It was so poorly performing. <laughs> and Bud Light, the sales of Bud Light so went down in the second, third quarter that they cut the program like a third of the way into the budget. And they went back to like some traditional like sport. They put the money back in the, into the NFL football commercials. Right. So she was in one Super Bowl commercial. It was universally seen as the worst Super Bowl commercial, and it tanked the sales of Bud Light. But now she's turning down. <laughs> she's turning down all the opportunities. For, she would never. There's no way she'd ever get a Super Bowl commercial again. And, and the fact that she's pretending she's turning them down, and that's her kneeling. Nothing pisses me off more than someone (laughs) pretending that them not doing something is a form of activism. It's so 
fucking insane that i mean it's that's just a cunt thing to do well and worse is that she called so now she's called on maroon five who booked the halftime show to back out of the halftime show to show support for colin kaepernick and and kneeling which by the way if football players want to take a side on the colin kaepernick thing that makes total sense to me or football people why people who are not related to the Colin Kaepernick situation in, the, in relation to the NFL at all are taking a stand? That doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't like, she's not, a, she's not an NFL person. She's not right, associated with the NFL in any way. What's going on with her? I know that her uncle is the fucking Senate minority leader, <laughs> but does she think she's in some position of power? I don't. What, is she sitting back calling shots? And does she realize that no one heeds these... Uh, the, her dictatorial fucking <laughs> proclamations of what someone should and shouldn't do that no one gives a flying fuck. The thing that kills me about has always come about Kaepernick is, and I generally agree with his general point on the police brutality thing, was that when he was in a real position to make a difference when he was in the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl, he could have boycotted and made a stand then, but he didn't make a stand then. It was not till he was knocked down to back up that he, be, that he started taking the stand. And that's what killed me, was like, if he really wanted to put it all on the line, he could have said, yeah, you know what, fuck you, I'm not playing the Super I'm sitting out the Super Bowl. You know, right. He could have done a Muhammad Ali thing and gone to, you know, gone to jail, changed his name, and d- deferred, you know, do- deferred from the draft. Or even kneeled during the anthem in that yeah, exactly. huge moment. Yes, but he didn't, which made me believe that he was like already thinking like, okay, I'm kind of past my peak now I'm 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 on the clipboard holder now, and now I'm going to do this thing, which I think he believe I think he believes in it, but he didn't really put his full skin in the game when he had a chance to do it. Well, has he made more from that Nike campaign oh, yes, now than he would have for the next whatever two or two seasons that he had left? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't know the answer. I don't. He's made a lot of money off it. I don't doubt his actual you know feelings about police brutality or taking a knee for that or whatever else it is. And I think some of what he's done has caused a good, at least a good discussion. But he clearly didn't. He was not MLK Jr. <laughs> he was not Rosa Park. He was not Rosa Parks level of bravery. He was a guy who waited till his time had passed and then got into the activism part of it. Right. And and the and the Amy Schumer is even more ten degrees more <laughs> removed from that, where she's not doesn't even have any skin in the game because she didn't have a fucking Super Bowl ad that she's now turning down. To be like, and this is like the whole white, this is why she's the, the crazy white privilege chick of the week, the whole white guilt thing, which is like, how are white people going to stand for Colin Kaepernick? Because what? Because we don't play football. <laughs> we don't have like, like there's no white football players. And what are we going to do as like really, really sympathetic white people? Well, I'm going to refuse any Super Bowl ads that come my way. And t- yeah. <laughs> like, and why don't we, j- I mean, we could do some basic research on this and call out what a fucking hypocrite she is. Uh I don't know. Hey, Amy Schumer, why don't you cancel your gig at Caesar's Palace? Yes, because fucking Sheldon Adelson owns it. How about that? Does that yeah. sound? Isn't that exactly what you're doing? You mean turning down an actual opportunity she has versus one that she's making up and pretending and pretending it exists? Fucking <laughs> take out your diamond earrings. She, fucking slaves pick. Matt, up. you know she's pregnant now. There's gonna be an Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer Jr. coming around. So she, when is she gonna be done? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that she was ever very particularly talented. I know that. I know that comedians feel she stole a lot of her material, and I've seen the videos where they show her doing material of other comedians. Those are always dubious. Though. I think it's a dubious that she stole. There is a guy who actually created a video of like 
why he actually broke down technically why Amy Schumer is a poor comedian and talked about actually how co- how stand up comedy works and how she doesn't actually understand like doesn't follow the tradition not not in a better way but she actually doesn't she breaks the rules of stand up comedy to her detriment mm. and why her jokes aren't funny because of that and that she only gets laughed by evo- by forcing the audience to laugh. <laughs> right, so right. it actually was a technical like, like point. She'll was, do a joke and be like, "Come on, guys!" Yes, yeah, yes. I, I noticed that. Like yeah. where she's actually technically just not good at her craft. Yeah. So it's hard not to imagine that as a, if she was a, a, a dude, she would not have gotten, or especially with her name in New York, could not have, would not be anybody you've ever heard of before. That's I mean, it's debatable. I've seen her kill. I mean, before she was big, I saw her, you know, kill and. I thought she had a good stage presence. I think with some of the stuff like the HBO special, she just wasn't ready to do it. She had too much stuff going on, and and you know she just wasn't polished. There's all and there's also that stigma, which I think should be a stigma against female comedians just doing vagina talk, which is just well because it's, it's it's just so tired. It, it's it's tired and it's lame and it's like and, and actually this this uh, the the guy who was breaking down why she wasn't a good comic was talking about like. Actually, there are women who have done like, you know, done blue and actually done dirt, you know, sexual talk and stuff like that, like Joan Rivers and Whoopi Goldberg, mm. who actually were talented and could actually do the comedy right with the exact same content <laughs> where she can't. She has to be overly bawdy and very obvious about it. Right. Otherwise, she doesn't get any, She doesn't get any laughs. I right, Matt, it's time for our pennies in a bunch segment, which can only be found on Patreon.com. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ben Salman is there <laughs> just to sign up right now for the. Over the top, over the top package. IBS. The bone sauce. No, it's MBS. IBS <laughs> would be irritable, <laughs> irritable bowel syndrome. And by the way, don't make fun of MBS. He has like at least fifteen guys uh, that have carry bone sauce and will travel to the. We gotta stop with that initial thing. Like, did you see that? I'm not saying did you watch it, but Netflix was heavily promoting the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, the RBG. RBG. It's like you're not a gangster no it's not you're not cool just by going by your initials we got to stop that anyway. and i'm guessing by the way she's 80 some years old that no one in her real life has ever ever called her that no so, so it's just be it's just not who she is so it's, it's like your grandpa saying what up dog it's like <laughs> dude just don't just stop matter our pennies in a bunch segment today for our patreon subscribers it is the lunacy of halloween costumes now you you uh don't have any children that you know of uh, there probably are some kids in, in, in various Thailand underground dark dark web type <laughs> situations. Think about it, maybe I might want. Would it be weird if like one day uh, like a woman showed up and she had like a twenty year old who was your son or daughter? I'd prefer he was twenty one. Well, twenty one, so we could you know go to the bar. whatever it might be, and then you, but they looked just like you, and you couldn't deny it. I don't know. That only happens in movies. I guess that'd be awesome. I, I'd hang out with them. It would be great if you had kids and didn't know I about. Wouldn't it. have to pay for everything. I'd make him split the bill. Well, like uh, Gavin, Ro- famously Gavin Rosdale from Bush, uh, he sired a a child with a, a model and thinks she was either married to or seeing this other guy. And then when the baby was born, they let they told the baby and Gavin. Agree- uh, no, I guess Gavin didn't know that her dad was the boyfriend at the time, but it was actually Gavin Rosdale. And then when she was fifteen, they told all of them that Gavin Rosdale was a father. Hmm. So, but I thought like, oh, if you have a daughter and you don't have to take her on until she's 15, that's not so bad. No, <laughs> like, it's not the worst. <laughs> like, and she's already, she's already like a, a, a workable, a workable uh, adult handle age. I Matt, that's our show for today. You have something you wish to pimp and promote? Sell maybe yourself. I sh- maybe I should go as Kobe Bryant. Just yes, why don't you do blackface Kobe? Just do blackface Kobe Bryant. Do LeBron. <laughs> do LeBron. <laughs> I mean, I think there will be a lot of black guys going as LeBron, mm-hmm. but I would think you should be the white guy going as LeBron. Um, MattRalston.net 
Instagram, the Matt Ralston. You don't trick or treat, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If an adult comes to your house solo, yes, because people do a lot of casing, right? They they use the yes. trick or treat thing as an excuse to approach random houses and either by thieves or pedophiles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the uh, the Matt Ralston and MattRalston.net. The best part about Halloween is they put out the pedophile alert of who's a pedophile, a registered pedophile in your area, <laughs> just to let you know not to trick or treat, let the kids trick or treat at their house. There's so many. <laughs> there there are. Although uh, so someone pointed out that's the one night of year when pedophiles actually don't act. Because it's like the most obvious night of the year. <laughs> so don't do it. Eyes Lex, last my earth. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson ran away and didn't say goodbye. Kinko went to look for him to help the FBI. But Kinko had some handcuffs on. His eyes were full of tears. Said, I'll be back to play with you sometime in 20 years. <laughs> Kinko, Kinko, the kid-loving clown. The parents want to beat me up and run me out of town. Kinko, Kinko, the kid-loving clown Tar and feather Kinko and run him out of town <laughs> Okay, short eyes, get in that car Ooh, Bye, boys and girls Bye, Kinko. bye. bye. Kinko really loves you, boys and girls <laughs> Really, really <laughs>